Well, friends, welcome back to the podcast. It is a great joy for us to have conversations that we bring to you on anything about the intersection of the spiritual and the practical, about how you can live and lead right side up in an upside down world. Friends, it is a challenge to lead well today. At Stay Forth, we call our coaches and even our experienced curators mountain guides for the leadership journey. Many leaders have invited us into this journey. We love coming alongside and coaching leaders in their leadership to be able to clarify what is overwhelming, what is hard, what is challenging, where do you feel stuck, and how do you go to the next level in your leadership? We want to be on the journey with you. We also love going away and hosting experiences where you can get out of your email inbox, get out of the challenges, the whirlwind, the expectations that you feel each day. Whether you are a stay at home dad, a CEO, a music artist, a collaborator of beautiful transformation in the world, a nonprofit leader, you name it. If you have influence, we want to come alongside of you in your journey to be a kingdom leader that lives and leads out of your unique design. You don't have to burn out, flame out, have a moral failure, or live at the risk of your own soul if you are living and leading. Friends, we want to be in the trenches with you. We want to go deeper than these conversations. We've got a couple opportunities for you. The first is our Right Setup community over on Facebook. We're having great conversations break out there about health and impact. The second is called Tuesday Tune-Up. It's also free. It'll take about five minutes to read through, and it's one practical leadership tweak you can make each week. Friends, this is really good stuff. A lot of this we're getting from our coaching conversations conversations that we're having as a team that we just want to share with you. Friends, your leadership matters too much. If you steward that well, many others around you can grow to their capacity. If you don't steward that well, we see the issues that come up with that, and it can be so dangerous. We just want to remind you, your life and leadership matter too much to lead alone. Don't lead in isolation. We're going to continue to have conversations about health and leadership here, about longevity, sustainability how to live and lead well and with excellence and lead for the long haul. But these conversations alone are not enough. Join the Right Side Up community where you can uh, get to know other leaders each week, be working on your leadership through Tuesday Tune-Up. You can go to TuesdayTuneUp.com or find info in the show notes. You can head over to the Right Side Up community on Facebook or find the link in the show notes. Your leadership matters too much. Don't lead isolated. We are with you for the journey. Friends, it's a great privilege to have these conversations with you. We don't take these lightly. We'll continue to drop these episodes each Tuesday and Thursday. And now, on to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to unpack some paradigm shifts that next-level leaders have made. Now, some of these you may have already made, but truthfully, all of these we need to make if we are going to consistently lead at the next level. On to those in just a few minutes. Before we get started, I hope you're having a great summer. Hope you were experiencing some joy and some rest and some family time and connection. I love seeing social media pictures of families away at lakes, of beautiful sunsets, of time to reconnect family game nights, you going on hikes and runs and having fun together as a family, continue to make time 
and space for that. I just personally have had some amazing times with my family, some fun times out in creation. I just went camping with my son. I'm about to go camping with my daughter. I've had some individual times with all of our kids. We've jumped in pools together. We've had a lot of fun. We've been to some sports games, but I also have had some extra space in my life and in my schedule. I just returned from the Colorado collaboration. And at Stay Forth, we believe that experiences have the power to rewire the brain in ways that information alone does not. And so we took four days, we invested in eight incredible kingdom leaders, ministry leaders, visionary leaders, business leaders, church leaders, and we asked, what is the vision God has put on your life and your heart, your ministry, your business, your nonprofit? We helped them to identify the obstacles, take strategic next steps, And guys, I'm telling you, it was incredible. The collaboration piece, it felt like a mastermind group coming together as we ate together. We gave each other feedback. We worked through tools together. There was just kind of the magic that happened when teams help one another to hone their ideas, take it to the next level, poke at things, ask deeper questions, help each other with messaging. And we worked through some Stay Forth tools and frameworks. And this one moment I won't forget, we spent two hours out on a mountain pass. We're at 12,300 feet or so, just looking over the expanse of, you know, these valleys and peaks. It was incredible. But as folks came back down the trail to the car, just lighting up, here's what God said. Here's the thing that came together. Here's the golden thread that I couldn't name until now. And guys, it was a powerful time. If you're interested in a future Stay Forth experience, shoot us an email at hello at stayforth.com. Maybe you, you are a point leader and you lead a business or an organization or ministry, great. Maybe you are a leader that wants to grow into your own skin and just grow in your identity, your impact. Maybe you're a tired leader and you want to replenish on one of these experiences. We right now are planning for the next season of these experiences. We want to hear from you. What would you love? What would you pay for? What would you come across the country for to be able to grow in that way? We we want to hear from you. So shoot us an email at hello at stayforth.com. My mind and heart are full from that experience. If you want to hear a little bit more about that, make sure to listen to our last podcast episode that just dropped. We came in live from beautiful Buena Vista, Colorado, talking about the next steps and, and just kind of letting you into that experience. So I'm pumped up. I'm excited. God's doing some incredible things through one-on-one coaching that I get to be part of through my family and in my family as we make some pretty major changes for the future. And also as our Stay Forth team focuses more on experiences, you're going to hear more from us on that, not less. We've been in a series on experiences. We'll take a break here just for this episode. I'm going to talk about movement, how God moves leaders to lead at the next level. Here's what I know, is that what got us here will not get us there. What got us here will not get us there. Now, some of the things that you uh, have practiced, you need to continue to practice, and those tools, those processes, those mindsets are helpful for you. However, going to the next level to live and lead differently Maybe it's more sustainability. Maybe it's greater health. Maybe it's greater impact. Maybe uh, is less burden with more output or ROI on those things is going to require you to think differently. This different thinking is going to produce different actions. And at the same time, these different actions begin to produce different thinking. More is possible. 
Now, I want to take you through these paradigm shifts. These are popular paradigm shifts that you may have heard from somewhere else, but these are incredibly crucial to our coaching at Stay Forth. These come up on a weekly basis. Some weeks, these come up multiple times as leaders are shifting and needing to change how they live and lead and think in order to live at that next high level. Maybe it's a high level of vantage of wisdom, of insight, of vision that you haven't seen in a while. Maybe you're feeling stuck. Maybe you're feeling like you're leading small and you're not taking big risks. I believe that these seven paradigm shifts can help to free you. So I'm just going to start with one that I see all the time and is the cornerstone for our Stay Forth coaching. That is moving from reactive to proactive. If you're going to lead well, you're going to lead healthy for the long haul and not burn out, flame out, lose your soul in the meantime. You're going to need to move from a reactive leader to a proactive leader. What does this mean? It means making healthy decisions ahead of time and then living into them. At times, especially in time of crisis, in time of pandemic, in time of massive unexpected change, we are going to need to react. But if we are always reacting, we are living in our adrenal system. We are living from our monkey brain. We are making choices that are the best in the moment. But the as the phrase goes, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And living in the emotion of quick decisions all the time will wear us down, will burn us out, and will make ineffective decisions. By the way, if you are a leader, you are a person of inordinate influence in your family, your team, your organization, it's so important to be proactive. Friends, make decisions ahead of time. Life planning is becoming more and more popular, and you literally start at the end of your life and you work backwards. How is that the eulogy that is read at my memorial service someday? I know that sounds sobering, but if we can live intentionally backwards, then we can live well and intentionally forwards. What does that look like for you on a daily basis? Now, we've got a tool that we've created to help you live this way on the daily basis called the Right Side Up Journal. You can grab that rightsideupjournal.com. I use it every day. It's in front of me right now, my desk as I'm recording this. And each day you have the ability to say, here's my purpose today, and you write that down. Here's my morning block, my afternoon block, my evening block. You break those three blocks down, and the end of the day, you're able to say, the one thing I must accomplish today. When I go home, having accomplished that one thing, and as I write this, as I speak this, as I say this to you, I've already checked that thing off of my list. I already did that thing first in the day, and so everything else is gravy on top of that. It helps me to live proactively and not just reactively. When that thing comes up, that text, that idea, that person that wants a meeting, and I've already had three people that want meetings this week, I'm already able to say no because my day is full at the appropriate level. I'm stewarding the things that I'm supposed to be stewarding. Moving from reactive to proactive is going to require planning. Each week I sit down in my right setup journal and I look back at last week and I look ahead at next week and I take about 30 minutes. At first it was about 45, but now it's down to about 30 minutes. As I look back, I process last week and there are always more wins to process, but then I look ahead. My anxiety has gone down. My healthy decision-making has gone up. And as I head into Monday, I actually really look forward to my feet hitting the ground from my bed on Monday versus what do I have to sort of make up from or get out of the hole from. And I'm convinced many leaders start their week 
uh, reactive instead of proactive. They live their days reactive. And unfortunately, we can live reactive, forget what our goals ever were, and we just feel like we're living to catch up. Friends, that's a poor way to live, and we cannot afford to lead that way. Moving from reactive to proactive will require planning, will require decisions, and I encourage you to ask this question, what healthy decisions am I going to make today? Am I going to make this week? Am I going to make this quarter? And am I going to make this year? I can tell you that an intentional life does not happen on accident. It happens one step at a time. We have to plan for it. And you won't just naturally live and lead healthy. It's going to take a proactivity, intentionality, and planning. Now, the second paradigm shift, one that I talk about all the time as a coach, is moving from a doer to a developer, from a doer to a developer. Here's the great irony. What got us to the spot that we're at in leadership is often our ability to do things well. And yet what will take us to the next level is to develop other leaders around us to do things well. Friend, if you have to step in every single time your team is not living up to the A-plus performance that you may be able to bring in that area, you are actually going to diminish people instead of developing them. I've done it. You've done it. We've all sort of handicapped people around us from living in their God-given genius by simply coming in and saving the day, doing where we could be developing them, of helping them to feed back and to feed forward on how they could do that better and differently. I also do a lot of sabbatical coaching. And during sabbatical, we get this great and divine opportunity to step out of the way, to get to see if we properly developed people, to give them some experience to develop themselves, to get to grow into decision-making as leaders. And for that reason, I'm a big fan of sabbatical. We sort of get to get out of the way so other people can develop. If we're only doers, the reality is the organization or team is going to grow to our own capacity. And at the same time, we're going to head more and more toward burnout. We're going to think that it all rises and falls on us. We're going to be anxious on the weekend, knowing that we can't let our guard down. We can't Sabbath. We can't rest. But when we develop, we get to kind of rise up to a new vantage point and see how the whole team fits together. Maybe it's your family team. Maybe it's your nonprofit team. Maybe it's your team developing one new innovation or product. You could see how the team works together. And friends, I can tell you when a team is working well together, when there's trust on the team, when there's care on the team, when we know that we are pulling one another toward greatness, I can tell you that that team can accomplish way more than a team led by a doer. They have to do everything, oversee everything, check off on everything. That's going to slow them down. That's also going to head toward burnout for that leader. It just does. Friends, we need to move from simply being doers to being developers. Now, will we still have a role on the team? Of course. Will we still bring our gifts and talents to the team? Of course. But those come in secondarily as we are developers of people. We're culture creators. We are coaches. We are pulling the greatness out of people so that the sum of all the parts can be so much greater than it could be as just a bunch of individuals coming together. The next paradigm shift is moving from working in the organization or ministry to working on the organization or ministry. This is a really common phrase 
but you may not have heard it before. Maybe you haven't applied it to your team or ministry. When we're in the whirlwind, we're often just working in the organization, in the ministry, in the business, in the church. We're thinking about what needs to be done. How do we plug the gaps? How do we fill the holes? How do we do our role this week? But in order to have vision and even strategy, we need to zoom out and we need to have time and space to ask, how do we work on the organization? How do we create a great culture here? How do we infuse and live our values on a regular basis? Maybe there's some long-term dreams. How do we take a risk on those? Otherwise, we're so zoomed into the small that we're staying faithful on the little tasks. However, we are forgetting to zoom out and ask, how do we accomplish this? What is this big, hairy, audacious goal as Jim Collins talks about the BHAG? What are these annual goals? What are these things that if we don't embody them, we'll actually live outside of our values and outside of our mission and pull people away from the very thing that we are trying to create? Friends, other than space and time and blocking off space and time to work on the organization, I don't see any possible way to do this. If we stay in the whirlwind, we just continue to do all the things and we don't zoom out or pull out of our regular life I just don't think that there's space for this. We're always going to get sucked back in. It won't happen intentionally. Here are a couple ways you might do this. You might have a half a day a week. Maybe that grows into a full day a week where you actually push out of your email. You push out of the regular things that you were doing to work on the organization. And maybe this is a day every quarter. Some leaders get away. Maybe they go to a different part of their city or their town or a coffee shop or a co-working space or a friend's space, a retreat place, a cabin, getting out of their ordinary, putting their autoresponder on or getting on airplane mode and actually focusing on the next quarter and the next year, looking back at some of the goals and zooming out of the day in, day out. Maybe for you, it's you and your team get away a couple days a year and you do a two or three day retreat for the sake of planning to make sure that you're not just working in the ins and outs of that, but you're zooming out and you are asking the father, you are asking people on the team, you're dreaming together, you are strategizing together, you're having fun together and you're actually zooming out. It was one of the greatest things we experienced on the Colorado Collaboration we force them to be out of their email and say, this is not for answering email. This is not even for doing the little tasks. This is for zooming out and asking the bigger questions. This is where we reconnect to our why. We ask bigger how strategic questions, not just what am I doing today? Friends, we have to zoom out if we are going to long-term work on the organization. And we have to have a rhythm of this. I encourage you not to just do this once to either do this annually, to do this quarterly, and perhaps to even do this weekly to make sure that you are zooming out so that you can see where you are going next. The next paradigm shift is moving from measuring in time to measuring in value. From measuring in time to measuring in value. I think at an early age in our culture, we are taught to work per hour, to think about our time in terms of hours. However, if we continue to do that, especially if we're in a doer paradigm, instead of a developer paradigm, we'll find ourselves working more and more hours. We think we need to solve this problem. We'll just add more hours to it, which again leads us to overwhelm 
and eventually to burnout. If more is always more, that is the wrong direction, friends. You're going to have more need. You're going to throw more hours at it. But if we can shift to measuring in value, how do you not just meet with your team for three hours to try to accomplish more? How could you have the best, most effective 30-minute meeting that you could? Is it possible that you actually could meet for less time and accomplish more? Absolutely. Is it possible that, that you could add more value to somebody on your team with a 10-minute conversation than you could with a two-hour disorganized conversation? Absolutely. With some proactivity. See how these are all kind of connected behind the scenes. Think about value. Where do you add the greatest value to your team? Where do you add the greatest value to your clients? Where's the greatest value that you have communicating content to people? Maybe it's through video. Maybe it's through writing. Maybe it's through emails. And then how much of the time are you living in that space? What I see as a leadership coach, and I've experienced in myself, is many times the drift happens where we are spending the least amount of time in where we bring the most amount of value. And we've got to flip that. How do we spend the most amount of time possible in the areas where we bring the greatest value. There are things that you do that you're menial at and that you can barely get by at or you struggle at. Then there are things you are amazing at, your genius zone. When you figure that out, you know that is where you can bring the greatest value to your team and those outside of your team. Then how do you structure your week so you spend the greatest amount of time bringing the greatest amount of value? We gotta move from measuring in time to measuring in value. The next paradigm shift is moving from efficiency of just doing all of the things to effectiveness, doing the right things. We need to move from the efficiency of trying to do all the things to effectiveness of doing the right things. Now, there is a connection between efficiency and effectiveness, but here's what I found. If we're doing all the things, we don't know why. We're probably not doing those things well, and we end up being inefficient. We end up adding more time, more energy, more confusion to our teams when first we need to start with effectiveness. What are the right things I should be doing? What are the right things our team should be doing? What are the right things our organization should be doing? And I desperately hope that those come straight from your mission, straight from your values, who you are, and what you are there to do, to solve, to fix, to effort toward in the world. That is why your organization exists. I often find that leaders who are not being effective or doing the right things end up scaling dysfunction. When we are doing all the things, we lose sight of why we're actually doing the things. And summer is a great time to reevaluate, to move back toward effectiveness. And I don't see any other way around effectiveness Besides regularly assessing, are we doing the right things? What are we spending our best time doing and reprioritizing? And at first, we're going to need to eliminate the path back to effectiveness. If you feel ineffective, maybe even inefficient right now, the pathway backward is to eliminate. The Bible calls this pruning, to lop off the things that are stealing the greatest amount of resource but are giving the least amount of return. That is ineffectiveness. When the wrong things are sucking all of the energy out from the right things, or maybe just you're not able to give quite enough 
to the other things. What must I eliminate from my weekly schedule? What must we eliminate from our team schedule? What must we eliminate from our organization? What's stealing just enough of the energy so that you cannot focus and be effective in those priorities? Friends, we have to move from doing all the things to doing the right things. And in order to do that, we've got to eliminate. The next paradigm shift is moving from time management to energy investment. From time management to energy investment. I've talked a little bit about this so far, but we actually have to get out of the paradigm of just seeing time. How do we manage our time instead to see how do we invest our energy? When you invest your best energy in the areas that you are best suited for, your team, your organization is best suited for, you see a great return. But when we just think about managing time, we start to see hours. We start to see days and months. Friends, not all time is created equal. You may put 30 minutes into an incredibly sharp team meeting or 30 minutes into an email that communicates vision for the next steps, and that may bring a massive return. You may put four hours into something that's not well timed, that's that's a bad use of your energy, and you have a huge energy drain from that instead of an energy gain from that. So you need to think about drains and fills, both in your personal energy, the energy of the team, and the organization. What should we be putting our best energy toward? Friends, every investment is based on delayed gratification. We put in a little bit now so that we can see a greater amount later. Our energy should compound when we're doing it right versus just managing our time is only going to get us so far. We're probably going to see good returns if we manage our time. However, when we invest our best energy into those places of inordinate impact, we see some pretty incredible things happen. Now, for me, I always need to be making time for this, communicating either through video, through podcast, through writing, the things that I'm regularly learning, what we're experiencing through coaching. And this is an investment. We're trusting that you, on the other end of this, in your earbuds, in your team meetings, are going through this, are utilizing this content to bring something better in the world. So we put a little bit of time into producing this podcast, a little bit of time into writing field notes, blogs, a little bit of time into articles, a little bit of time into video communication, a little bit of time into right side up community as we converse with those about living and leading right side up over on our Facebook page in hopes that it brings a greater return later. And friends, investment will always take time up front. I had a guy say to me just recently, Ah, I I desperately need coaching. I've got to order some things, but I just don't know that I have time. He's thinking in the paradigm of managing his time. I'm not sure if I have time. And what I'm saying to him is you actually need to think energy investment. If he were to invest his energy a little bit of time every other week into leadership coaching, he's going to see all the other things prioritized. That's a worthy investment that will bring a great ROI on the whole rest of his schedule. But if he's stuck in time management thinking, he won't actually zoom out outside of that to work on his leadership, to prioritize his leadership, to make sure that he is effective, even if it doesn't feel efficient. All these paradigm shifts right here that we can help him make through one-on-one leadership coaching, if he invests, could affect every other thing 
And, and the great irony is that actually frees up time. That actually gives more time to put our best energy back into. The last paradigm shift that we need to make to move to the next level as leaders is moving from balance to rhythm. Moving from balance to rhythm. Friends, there's this great myth out there of balance, that life can just simply be balanced. Now, I understand what people are getting at. However, there's a better word and a better concept that is rhythm. If you think about it, the world is built on rhythms. God created the world and spoke it into being with night and day, land and water. There are cold months and there are warm months. There are seasons. We are built to both work hard and then to rest hard to create and cultivate, and then to replenish. And the problem with balance is that there's this pressure of this tipping all the time. It's tipping a little bit too much to this, a little bit too much to that. You think about a well-lived life, it's one where we work hard, but then we get to rest hard. During the year, many people work very, very hard. And then during the summer, a life of rhythm says, let's spend some more time thinking about our family, connecting with our family, thinking about our business, connecting with our team, giving people vacation, giving people time to kind of breathe and rest and replenish versus all the doing and the pouring out. To pour out and then to soak back in, to push out into the world and maybe into outreach and into our clients and into impact and then to pull back in terms of hearing from the Lord and reconnecting with our families. And in this podcast, the Live and Lead Right Setup, we want to invite you into a life of rhythm. And I don't believe that we can live out rhythm apart from every single week. I believe there's this starting place to rhythm, which is the invitation to Sabbath. The invitation that we get to work hard six days a week, but then we get to receive this idea of Sabbath, it's a gift underneath the tree, but it has to be opened. It has to be unwrapped. We're all invited into this, a life of rhythm where we cultivate meaningful work and then we rest because it doesn't all depend on us. Where our who, who God has made us to be, our identity shapes the impact that we have, what we are called to do, our workmanship that we're created in Christ Jesus gets to make an overflow or or an output into other people's lives, into what the work that God has called us to do. Identity before impact, workmanship before works. And friends, we want you to live and lead right side up from a place of identity that then moves into the impact, the stage that God has you on, big or small, public or private, a stage that you love or a stage that you kind of despise. Regardless, you are designed to serve. And in order to do that, we need to find a life of rhythm. One more time, these paradigm shifts. In order to to live and lead at the next level, we have to move from living and leading reactive to living and leading proactive. From simply being a doer to being a developer from working in the organization to working on the organization, from measuring in time to measuring in value, from efficiency of doing all the things to effectiveness of doing the right things, from time management to energy investment, 
and from balance to rhythm. I want to end with just a few questions here as we sign off. What one paradigm shift do you need to focus on in this next season? Which of those paradigm shifts is sticking out to you, is coming off of the page to you that could take you to the next level? Maybe that the lack of that is holding you down where you lack vision, you lack energy, you lack clarity on the next season. And what small shift can you make toward that paradigm shift? Friends, we need to continue to live and lead as God has designed us. We need to continue to pay attention to the who beyond the what. I believe that summer is a key time to make paradigm shifts, not in our own strength, in the power of the spirit, we make these paradigm shifts, but we believe that clarity changes things. That as clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. And if you can clarify one area of your life that you can make a paradigm shift, we believe you can make progress toward that. Friends, without naming something, we can't make any progress. First, we have to make sense, then we can make progress. And without permission, we don't believe we are invited into that. And so friends, I want to invite you first to name where you're coming from and where you're moving to. And I also want to give you permission to make a paradigm shift because what got you here will not get you there. Shine, shine. We focus so long.